You should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up, guys? How's it going? Welcome back to the stream scene. Our third season, unofficially, officially, of doing this show. Uh, episode 42. And we've got a great jam-packed episode for you guys. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, there's been a lot going on lately. But first things first, Hunter, how excited are you for this show? For this show? <laughs> oh, I see what you did. You set me up. <laughs> For this show, I am, <laughs> I, how, I want to be, I, I feel like I need to be a poet to, to really get into like the, the, the soul of what this show is going to be. Um, now it, uh, you can make the obvious joke of like, it's the best show of the year so far because it's the first show of the year so far, but it, I did it. I, it's the commentary on how I could have been that guy, <laughs> which is way better. You kind of did it anyways. It. You thought about it, and that's enough. You still kind of did it. <laughs> I just like, I'm not going to make the joke. Y'all carried the weight. I just planted the seed. Here it is. <laughs> We're talking about the state of Twitch today. Like, I think that is the single biggest, most exciting subject as a whole that we could, that we could tackle, period. Um, for me, it, it gets me the absolute most excited, so... If that if that covers how excited so and we have two uh, fantastic guests today to tackle this intense, vast, varied, and vitally important. That's a lot of alliteration. Vitally a lot important. Of I'm, I'm gonna finish. <laughs> can, I of, more, can I get some more? Can I get some Very volatile. Just just keep going. Just get them in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little quiet now. I, I'm always. I I oh wait. I fix it. I fix it. Okay, I was about to start. Crying. I think it's on my end from the last show. We have two. We have two <laughs> brilliant guests. We have I am Spoon. We Hi. have Moblord. How are you two doing today? What's going on? What are the haps? And and who are you? Let's start with let's start with Spoon. Uh, I am a streamer extraordinaire. Obviously, otherwise, why would I? Why would I be here? Uh, I've been streaming on Twitch. Uh, since 2011, uh, September 2011 is when I came over and started on the website. I was streaming oh, just under a year before that on a website called Livestream.com. So I think that's my uh, claim to fame right now with this particular subject is that I've been here for a long, gosh darn time. Not as long as other people, but long enough. That's a lot of time. Back in my day, is that what I, you're going to be doing? No, that's. <laughs> well, I, I just jokes, started streaming. I make jokes about that all the time. I was like, man. Oh man, the golden days of Twitch were so much different. I, I probably end up telling you the story <laughs> of, of Avery and, and I, uh, how we met and how I used to uh, talk crap on her. Wait, can I curse on this stream or are we trying to keep that on the DL? Crap is, we're going to bleep that out. We're going to bleep that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Darn. Well, I, I got a whole bunch of heckin', I got a whole bunch of heckin' things oh, to this, say. This whole thing's bleeped. <laughs> if I had a glitch, Laura, I would, I would be <laughs> myself right now. Oh, uh, I guess it's my turn. I'm Moblord. I haven't been around that long, maybe about five years serious around Twitch, but in that time I've done everything but stream. So I was a Twitch admin for several years. I've been a moderation guy. I've done consulting work. I've done work with agencies. I've done a little bit of everything, but never really enough to be specialized in any one thing. I was on a team at one time with this hunter guy but 
Yeah, that's that's how we know each other. But um, yeah, a little bit of everything, not 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 one thing in specific. But I care about the community, so this has always been my my passion. Yeah, You're also deeply involved and deeply invested in a lot, and not even just the industry generally, but several different facets where you have a, a really good understanding of how they work and seem to be able to integrate that well in conversation about it. Which I mean, I keep my ear to the ground. I mean, it's it's been part of my job at points to know things. So yeah. it's kind of hard to unlearn that once you've once you've done <laughs> it. So yeah, I, I try to stay involved and keep my ear to what's happening and what's important in the industry. Yeah. And uh, Hunter, how long have you been on the platform now? Uh, four years. Dead, uh, late October 2014. Yeah, I've been on here, yeah, four and a half years right now. So all of us have been around and have seen the evolution of Twitch. I mean, Twitch started out as, like, seemingly, like, I mean, it definitely felt like a family. Like, you knew, you saw an emote, and you knew whose emote that was, right? Like, you knew yes. everybody on Twitch back back in the day. Uh, Twitch has definitely changed so much. I was wrong and, before uh, emotes were even a thing. Like emotes weren't a thing. So at one point in time, subscribers were not a thing. Emotes were not a thing. I kind of yeah. feel like things have sped up even now to the point where one year on Twitch, if you're really into it, is like a lifetime somewhere else. <laughs> it's definitely feels hard to that keep way. up with. Yeah. Spoons, spoons, hello. Now this is what I get I, for I, trying I to fix everyone's audio. I just really, let Twitch do it when we start the right show. Here and tell me <laughs> if I need to get buttery with it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think like Mob, what Mob was saying, like so much has changed in such a short amount of time. It's kind of crazy. Uh, and I think this is why the show is needed at this point, because in my opinion, Twitch is at a really like pinnacle point in their the company's lifespan so far. I mean, you know, there's a lot of issues popping up and it's changing. And uh, I, I think that we're starting to feel, um, especially those have, that have been around for a while, like just kind of jaded, right? It's kind of like, I remember when I knew everyone who worked at Twitch, I could talk to anyone at Twitch. They would listen to me. They would change this. They were doing this. I knew what was happening. Uh, there's definitely a lot more distance now that Twitch is now a multi-billion dollar company. That's true. I can I mean, see some distance for sure. Yeah, and it, and it, it like with everything. Well, not not everything. Like with many things, it does have a it does have counterbalances, right? Uh, so I've I've never found myself on the jaded side of things. Um, just looking at the new uh, that's uh, on the uh, in ter- always in terms of adaptability. You know the the positive stuff to to incorporate um, and grow alongside and grow with and use for growth um, and development as well as the other things that you need to push away from and things that, that Twitch is doing uh, that you can you know, pivot, pivot away from and towards something better uh, as an individual. But the platform as a, as a whole has so many, like I think for the first time, we might be going through some legitimate growing pains that are multifaceted or maybe just it's almost like a, it's almost like prismatic. You can see that there are growth pains in several different places, 
And I think a lot of what we will try to cover in the show is not only what those are, but what they mean and imply for the future um, so that we can get a good read on where the platform is and how we can operate within it, on it, or, or away from it. And now, I mean, and that's, that's Twitch specific, but Twitch being the industry leader by a long shot, that drags everything else along with it for better or for worse. And so then this, uh, this implies, has implications for everything else. So I think it's important that we step back every once in a while and kind of look at what got us here, what, yeah, sure. what, is, what is really behind this. And so I think a lot of people would point the finger first at the 2014 acquisition by Amazon. And I think ever since then, people have been saying, well, Twitch is now more about the business than they are about the community. And that type of sentiment has been said over and over and over again since the original buying. But I yeah. think it took at least two years after Twitch was purchased before you could notice really any changes at all as far as yeah. new, new financial features being rolled out, uh, bits and some of these things that came once Amazon started getting really deeply involved. And then fast forward till today, I think now you're starting to see other signs of, okay, we've lost a few original staff members at Twitch. Um, we've had quite a few rounds of revisions. We're seeing what features that they're killing off. We're seeing what features that they're putting their focus on. We're seeing, you know, what their response is to various, you know, scandals that, that come up. Yeah. Now I think you could actually start to put some legs to the argument that Twitch is becoming, and I would say that this applies to a lot of areas, Twitch is becoming a platform not a community. And so I think when you extrapolate that out to a lot of different areas like moderation, how does a platform with millions and millions of users um, really go about scaling for the next evolution of growth, which is what they want to, they want to cross into pop culture and be mainstream. Yes. I still don't know that Twitch is there the way that YouTube is, um, but they want to be. And so what does right. it, what will it take to get there? Yeah. And I think also with the Amazon acquisition, uh, especially in the last year, I mean, Twitch has exploded. It, it is becoming mainstream, it's like with Ninja, you know, and Fortnite just being wildly popular. You have streaming becoming easier to get into, uh, more appealing to get into because they see Ninja and that's their idol. And it's like, oh, my God, he makes so much money. Then you have it's so much more with people. View. Right. You got the eyes of like mainstream media now wanting to cover Twitch. Uh, it's almost like right now it seems more so uh, than ever that uh, any little move that Twitch does or that a, a streamer does uh, gets just completely blown up. I mean, we've seen recently um, just videos going viral from people on Twitch. And uh, there's there's a lot more eyes on Twitch than, than, it, than it used to be. And I think that's why... Uh, you're seeing everyone that's been around me like, what is happening? Like, why is Twitch not doing anything? It's like, it's not that they're not doing anything. It's there's so much more that they have to handle now. Well, and a lot of that's, a, I think for general perspective, were you going to say something? I saw the open of the mouth. Uh, I, I was going to say that, that Ninja is very unique in a sense that he's under a very intense microscope. And yes. I think that that's also extended to Twitch as a whole since right. it's, you know, when did when did uh you know 
PewDiePie get a, got a big old growth spurt because he was on a micro, under a microscope by the news community, like covering everything he did as if it was all wrong. And so once there was a little bit of outrage with Twitch when it came to very particular streamers doing very particular things, now we're seeing, since those people got blown up, you're seeing a lot more people kind of push the boundaries. You're seeing a lot more people being held under microscopes, and you're seeing Twitch as a whole being held under a microscope by other websites, by other platforms, by other people. So it's it's not just a, you know, what did Ninja do or say wrong this time? It's more so what is happening on Twitch that is possibly wrong, and how can we take this and shed some light on it to try and maybe get some attention ourselves? And so... YouTube went through that a few years ago and it's still going through it where somebody does something wrong, then people talk about it and then other people say other things to make that thing they did wrong yeah, a people, bigger deal than it may be. People are uh, making careers off of reaction videos. Yeah, and that's happening with Twitch too. The top drama, yeah. Yeah, and so that, that kind of that kind of who can I who can I hold under a microscope to either A make some content or B talk about and get some eyeballs on me. Uh, and even Twitch themselves are under a microscope. Like everything, if Twitch breathes incorrectly or something, or even if they breathe correctly and they add a cool feature, what do you see with Twitch when they add a cool feature? The comment section of that is filled with, now fix this, now do this. Where the heck is cumulative subs? You said it would be here already, <laughs> god dang it. And this uh, is what I mean. And so what I was, what my comment was going to be about the general perspective uh, when it comes to visibility, the things that always stand out are, you know, the sore, the sore thumb <laughs> aspects, right. it's the things that are that are going wrong. It's the flaws. It's the things that haven't been fixed, even though they've been requested. Um, but very few people are making a list and keeping it in mind of all of the valuable components that are being added in. So you see a lot of us, uh, and very easily, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, it's a human nature quality. Is just finding a crestable wave of of the bad and just continually writing it like you you end up with you know uh these various forms of bias that uh, that continue to be reinforced when there's one quality that's pointed out by a big streamer big content creator mm -hmm. big or or um on uh mainstream media and this that's another quality that you see with mainstream media as a, as a whole um there are a bunch of things that sell and get views for them and a lot of that is is taking something that's incredibly popular and pointing out what's flawed with it. And so, so see that with ease. Like, but how wrong is this microscope that we're putting to Twitch? Like, how much of this is just like we're expecting way too much, and how much is like, well, these are big problems that doesn't seem to be getting it addressed. Uh, I think that I think that there's definitely some issues that can be solved that haven't been. Um, but I do think Twitch does have the best interest of the community of mind. I mean, we talked about being a platform, but as a platform and corporate and business, whatever, obviously they're in it to make money however they can. But unlike YouTube, who's very dependent on ad revenue, how is Twitch dependent on revenue? They're dependent on us for revenue and we are dependent on them. So any directions they take with uh, cumulative subs, with, with these tier three subs, with bits, these are things that absolutely are going to help Twitch's bottom dollar and absolutely help them make money, but it's also going to help us make money. So I do think that Twitch yeah. has an obligation to, if they're going to make money, they have to make it through us. And so it could be good for us regardless. And there's plenty that Twitch does to help out the product and help us sell the product. And, and especially with bounty boards, which I think is a really cool thing that I see a lot yeah, of people getting into that I haven't touched at all. 
Uh, I know Avery's done bounty boards. I know I was just talking about this the Walrus earlier. He's done bounty boards. He just watched it, watched a trailer with his audience. He's like, this looks cool. <laughs> you know, he got paid to watch that trailer, which I mean, that's a cool thing. You may think, oh, you're just making money to watch a trailer. It's kind of dumb, but well, I think I think one critical one critical development is and Mobler, I'm interested in hearing your perspective on this. One critical development that that uh, as the, as we've been growing up, uh, as the platform has been growing up um maturing a bit and moving more into the corporate side um where it seems like it used to be a smaller more closely knit group of individuals group of people uh at twitch who were conversing regularly and sharing perspectives and having a more integrated kind of conversational approach to how the company was run and how different features were rolled out and what what modifications we'd make now you have departments that can be much more uh, easily segregated from each other and aren't communicating in the same way that we that we used to experience that. So while there may be a lot, that was a little Christopher Walken. While while there were, um, I think um, while there are people uh, groups uh, within Twitch who are heavily community focused, I think there are also other completely separate departments that are looking at uh, the financial side alone. Um, and sometimes you see decisions made for one and or the other without communication between the two. Right. Sufficient communication. So backing off of that topic for for a second, Twitch, you know, when 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 we talk about Twitch, a lot of our memories of of talking to staff and that type of thing were back when staff, you know, maybe there was a hundred or two hundred employees at Twitch at that time. If you had an issue, you knew who to call, you had someone to to connect with, they heard your feedback and took it back and it could be like instantly improved perhaps even. Now when you're talking about a 1500, 2000 plus employee company worldwide, you know, now you've got teams and sometimes these teams are isolated from other teams or maybe even in competition yeah. with other teams. Uh, something that Amazon is known for doing is taking ideas or concepts and teams and making them compete on various things against each other in sort of a, almost an antagonistic way. Mm -hmm. Something that Amazon's philosophy, which I feel like is potentially spilled into Twitch uh, some too. So while you probably do have some of those original people who valued the community first, you also have to be you know, realistic about, is this a feature that makes money or reaches us a new audience? Um, if a few people are, are upset, but it brings in tens of thousands of new people, you know, balancing that out um, is something I'm sure that they have to do. And um, yeah, it's it's a really complex topic when you're talking about, you know, is community dead on Twitch? And a lot of people have said, well, that ship has sailed. Uh, that you know, now now Amazon owns so many of the teams and the projects and the releases of what makes Twitch Twitch, uh, that ship has sailed and, you know, Twitch is not a community anymore. I think that, that that is wrong because I think going back to Twitch is becoming more of a platform. Now, this is the time where you have individual streamers who are large enough to have communities that could have maybe rivaled some of the communities of early day Twitch. I mean, you take what ability Ninja has to sell out a venue if 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 Ninja wants to sell out a venue, um, compare that to how many people would have shown up for a Twitch event back, you know, not too many years ago. 
Um, now you've got communities built on top of a platform and Twitch itself isn't the necessarily the platform. So I think that changes the focus of where the communities are, but at the same time, Twitch needs to hold the rules in such a way that these communities are all being like a level playing field. Like one community, just because they're big, isn't given necessarily the power to just commit murder because they are bringing so much to the platform um, versus other people. And I think there was some black backlash. If you want to go back to that ninja with the New York uh, uh, New Year's New Year's Eve event, um, I think some of that backlash was just recognizing how large of an influence he actually has here. Yes. And could that be just edging people out completely because of the fact that he's so big that it just is eclipsing everything else. Um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that event specifically or not. What'd you guys I think? mean, yeah, we could definitely talk about it because uh, it was the, I mean, Ninja is very unique. Like it is the first time that someone has gotten that big on Twitch and has brought Twitch into the spotlight. And so Twitch is trying to make the most of it. Like he's, he's, you know, they, they probably value him significantly. Yeah, it's absurd um, not to leverage that, right? <laughs> right, right. And I think, um, you know, with the ad thing, for people that don't know what we're talking about, uh, for a period of time before Ninja's New Year's Eve event that he was having on his own channel, uh, I don't, Twitch allowed for a, an ad to run on other people's channels. Uh, whenever you load up a stream, you have like a pre-roll ad. The streamer can't control what ads are played on their stream. Uh, and there was an ad for his event that is hosted on his channel. And people got really upset about that because you're just, you're forcing people to watch an ad for another stream when you are a streamer. It's it's like a direct uh, competition. Uh, so a lot of people got upset about that. Um, but Twitch ended up, or, you know, the ad ended up getting, uh, it stopped running, uh, whether it was out of time or they just like cut it. I'm not sure. You can always speculate at that point because they never made a statement about it. Um, but it was, it was definitely a very interesting situation. I think it was removed the same night as the, the uproar started. And I think, honestly, I don't know this for a fact, but I think it was a mistake where you'd have a team approving something that isn't necessarily by their normal sort of ways of advertising. And I think it was, I think they would have known it was a mistake had all of the teams weighed in, but exactly. they kind of ran it anyways. And so there was a backlash, and I think a lot of that backlash was fueled by this fear of ninja eclipsing everything. There was a lot of jealousy that I saw. There was a lot of anti-ninja uh, sentiment that I heard, which wasn't, I don't think, appropriate because I don't blame him in that right. thing that happened at all. Speak into the into the ad department and like plant. <laughs> I don't think he even ad. knew an ad was being made. To be fair, <laughs> like. I'm sure yeah, he had very little to do with that, actually. I mean, there, there's a possibility that he insisted on, instead of the the event happening on a neutral third-party channel like Slash Twitch, that he said, well, it needs to be on my channel because I have a much bigger following. Genius. Yeah. yeah. It's possible that he would have insisted on it, but I really think that that's unlikely. I think it's more likely that it was just a advertising mistake. But that mistake made this huge debate I think a lot of really good things came out of that debate. Yes. Uh, the debate was a lot more interesting than what actually happened, which I think was probably just a goof. Um, but yeah, a lot of really interesting conversations came out of that because a lot of people just started airing all sorts of grievances for the first time in a long time. And it was really interesting. You know, yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, like. I, I was going to say that I enjoyed the memes that come from it for sure. 
uh, <laughs> like for I think every now and then we'll reference it in my channel where it's uh, it's trickle down economics because Ninja is so popular that and somebody will like give me bits and say here's your here's your daily bits allotted from Ninja because he's bringing <laughs> onto the channel that are obviously helping you. Um, and I, I enjoy memes like that, but I don't <clears throat> I don't think any of that New Year's thing was was his fault or his problem. I think it was simply a Red Bull paying Twitch or you know getting involved with Twitch and saying, hey, we want to do a Red Bull event or whatever. At least I think that's who it was. I, I could be wrong, but I think yeah, it was I like a was Red, Red Bull sponsored yeah, Red event. Bull. And so they probably said, hey, we're going to do a thing with Ninja. You know, we want to bring people into it. And then you know, Twitch, instead of saying, hey, there's a community thing that's going on here and doing it at twitch.tv slash Twitch, they did on Ninja's channel for obvious reasons, especially since it was like a Red Bull sponsored thing and a Ninja thing. It was more like a Red Bull Ninja collaboration rather than a Twitch thing. And so it made more yeah. sense to be on his channel. But it would have been fine to advertise if it was like, hey, we're doing like the Twitch TV Santa thing where they had on twitch.tv slash Twitch, they had Santa on there. Like I would have been completely fine with that advertiser saying, hey, there's a uh, a, a Twitch weekly thing going on here and seeing like an ad for that would be fine. But I do think it is kind of, it, it definitely wasn't a good idea to advertise for his channel directly. <laughs> One streamer. But, yeah. but, this is where you but get it probably wasn't Twitch. Complexity, right? It, it's, it was it's, probably Red Bull and, and something. I don't think it was Ninja or Twitch that had anything to do with that. It was probably just an ad that, I mean, what was, what was it? it was a political ad or something that slipped through the cracks that was being played overall on Twitch and I think it was political. And then people were like really upset about it. They're like, we didn't catch that, our bad. So it was probably something very similar to that where it's like, oh, this is advertising Ninja's channel. We didn't catch that. We thought it would be something different. So yeah. I think it was definitely somebody dropped the ball, but I don't blame that. It, you have so many interconnecting pieces with that, right? Like on the one side, again, you have different departments that are not necessarily communicating with, with each other at the all the time. And that makes a lot of sense because for a lot of those decisions, they have no bearing on each other. But you don't know when they have a bearing on each other unless you're communicating with regularity, unless you exactly. have a good We don't know. We, yeah. we don't know at all. Yeah. So you've, got, be... you've got that on the one side, and then you've got Ninja, who is so large, making decisions and having a team that, that's helping to manage him, making decisions with, uh, with, with partners, with sponsors, um, and with marketing and ad stuff that then has its own communication its own it is working with twitch in its own separate way outside of community stuff it's not twitch as a whole that's producing any of this stuff it's a it's a combination of things um and that's where a lot of the complexity lies but i see i see a lot of people going like twitch is this twitch is doing this twitch is like this now but there's so much underneath the umbrella that i think it's really unfair to make that blanket claim and have it and have it stick at all it so is. I think a lot of it is just um, a lot of it's just like being quiet. Mob was talking about this earlier, where it used to be, you know, you would have staff reach out, you have teams reach out, you have a lot of communication here and there before anything product-wise, especially. But before anything happened on Twitch, there was a lot of community development, a lot of community discussions about it, and it's gone from that to where a lot of partner streamers are always in the know. I mean, it used to be like you know we were we were in the know about everything, whether it be like okay. You would text your friends, especially at events and stuff, be like, where's the Twitch, where's this Twitch thing going on? It'd be like, okay, it's going on here. But now I have to reach out to like one person in particular, which is my partner rep. If I'm like, I don't know what's going on with Twitch, I reach out to them and ask them directly because there's not really like a there's a lot of there's not a lot of no going on. And speculation <laughs> leads to not just good conversation and good discussion, but it also leads to a lot of negativity and can be like a catalyst for more negativity built so on true that. yeah so they want to be a platform but at the same time they're not providing a lot of things like you would expect a platform of scale 
to have. And so a lot of these problems are scale problems. For example, you've got tens of thousands of partners now. Um, you can't hold partner only events hardly anymore at any of these like a PAX or anything like that because there's so many partners there that they can't find a venue large enough to even put them in. Just and, the partners, yeah. Yeah, so they, they don't even give partner reps anymore. You you get a partner optimized queue for, for a new partner who comes on board now. They're not going to have a specific person that they go to. And yet there's not been a good communication strategy from Twitch to its stakeholders like partners right. about yeah. what changes are happening and, and that type of thing. And that's something that I think Twitch will take a lot of heat for and maybe lots of times during this conversation because at the end of almost everything that we could bring up, it's, well, Twitch never made a comment on that. Well, it's true. Twitch doesn't comment on moderation things. They didn't Absolutely. comment on the, they didn't comment on the ninja ad thing. They don't, they won't comment on hardly any of these things. And so there's a lot of people who say, well, Twitch should set up a community liaison type position where they stand in between the partners or the people who are upset about moderation issues or what have you. And then they take all that information back to Twitch and then they give us information from Twitch and they're just, you know, it's very transparent and open. And, and that all sounds great until you realize just how terrible that would be. Um, because if you put like a person or even a small team in that line of fire, like I've seen what yeah. line, what line of fire can happen just people randomly tagging the twitch support twitter yeah. um, which is mostly staffed by volunteers just people throwing their hate and rage and and whatever at that twitter account is enough to to make you wish that the internet had never been invented yeah. so how how terrible would the life of that person be how terrible would that inbox be if you made one person with that much responsibility. And plus, I don't think that Twitch is set up in such a way that they could really act on. They're so huge now that what right. what could one team really make as far as an effect in the rest of the company? There's a whole lot of challenges yeah. with what people have been asking for as a, re as a result of these incidents. But at the same time, people are tired of the whole no comment thing. They're tired of not having any communication strategy at all. Um, yeah. And so that's where I think a lot of our topics will be. Twitch may or may not have made the right call, but we'll never know because <laughs> Twitch doesn't say anything, right? So we yeah. always have to just make guesses about what Twitch's overall strategy was. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that like Twitch hasn't always been this way. So I think that's what adds to the aggravation is like, you know, they, there used to be more public facing and more communicative about things. And uh, there was like a time, like I feel like a year or so ago where they were trying to, they were like, you know, my party manager was trying to give me like a monthly newsletter. Or like, you know, they're trying to comment more on things on their, their Twitch. It, in fact, I think it was last year when they changed their code of conduct, they made a tweet. They were like, you know, we, we appreciate the feedback. Please hold us account accountable over this. How? New How do we hold them accountable is the question. Exactly. That I keep and that's why we're getting frustrated. They've provided no means to hold them accountable other than creating such an uproar on Twitter that all the news sites take notice and write nasty articles about it. Is that really what they want? They really want things to get to that level every time we have an issue with how Twitch does things? I yeah. mean, that's not sustainable. Yeah. I mean, they're not in control of their PR. And I don't know if that's a really good move. They're letting everyone else speak for them and make guesses and, and, and write articles. And 
I mean, I don't know if silence is like a great response. No, it's it's all up to <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's all up to like the individuals. The all the faith I have in Twitch is is held together by the individuals that I still know that work there. I, I hesitate to say like <laughs> it's it's obviously not one person, but we talked about one person shouldn't be in charge of that. And I, I I know one person who gets flack for every single decision that happens uh, at Twitch, but we shouldn't like. I I deal with Pluto on a daily basis. Well, not on a daily basis, but you get the idea. I deal with Pluto when I need to because he is my partner rep. But it shouldn't be up to Pluto for me to go to him anytime I have like I don't know what's going on. Can you give me some insight here? And that's what it was, or that's what it has been for a lot of problems I have. But it used to be just. That was absolutely happening. As, hold, as far as holding people accountable and holding Twitch accountable, it would just be angry tweet after angry tweet. And then Avery was like, stop doing that. So now I reach out to Pluto. I'm like, hey, can you give me some insight? But it shouldn't be like that. I shouldn't have to go behind a door and talk to Pluto one-on-one. It's like, can you explain what's going on with this? And he does a fantastic job. And I'm sure any partner rep or people at Twitch that actually do work with people on a one-on-one basis can do a decent job of like, let me find that out for you. But the problem is that even then, not everyone has a partner rep. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of partners now. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people either A, don't have one, B, don't know who it is. Don't have one now. No, plenty, plenty of don't. In fact, we talked about this. I was like, because we, one of the things about the state of Twitch is like there's a lot of people doing stuff they really shouldn't be doing. And so I'm like, hey, is this okay? Is this not okay? What, what about this? And I'm like, are there partner reps reaching out to them and saying, hey, you probably shouldn't do this? Like, I know for a fact, if I were to do some of the things that I've seen, Pluto would probably, you know, be in full riot gear, kick down my door and pull me away from my stream for doing something I'm very clearly not supposed to be doing. But who, who's not only who's holding Twitch accountable, who's holding these broadcasters accountable for building a community based on something that is absolutely against terms of service or doing something that is really like close to not not cool to do on twitch um and the answer is nobody they don't have a partner rep like holding them accountable they don't have they don't have anybody we've got all these other things uh that have been popping up lately um various qualities that i I think tie into so I, i i was incidentally like mishearing some of what you were saying toward the end uh-huh. uh, because i kept thinking about uh some of these new issues that are popping up such as the uh general ubiquity of porn streams the okay so i i know a little bit about these porn <laughs> streams would you guys like to hear some of the background behind these porn streams can we just I, tell I'm us cautious, but yeah, yeah, I a little know. bit about the porn streams yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would love to hear so there is a group dedicated to protesting the twitch terms of service and their form of protest is making as many of these porn channels as possible yes they get banned they don't care they actually keep minutes. they keep track of how many times that they've been banned how long it took them to get banned what their peak viewership is. They keep track of all these things. And I, I looked at it the other day, I think there is something like 800 channels that have been banned. Um, their highest concurrent view count was over 8,000. They hit one to 2,000 frequently. <laughs> yeah. And so this becomes an issue because, and they want it to be an issue. They want to be noticed. They post their discord everywhere. You know, they organize their and they want to be noticed because they want to call attention to the fact that Twitch is 
slipping up or Twitch is allowing certain people to be on the site or not, you know, perceived to not be following their terms of service or what have you. Um, so there, there are Twitter feeds dedicated to tracking and posting these porn feeds when they go up. It's this whole, it's this whole operation, but it, it, it's basically for them a form of protest. And I don't know what Twitch is going to do. Obviously they ban them, but the ban time can be 10 to 20 to on a really bad day, 30 it's, to 45 minutes of just being up and being hardcore porn viewable by anybody. And the thumbnails are viewable, you know, in the directory list, even if you haven't clicked into that channel. And of course you got to click into that channel to report that channel. Exactly. So, so some people are getting uncalled for porn. They, they didn't sign up for this. They didn't want this. They're being kind of subjected to it. And it's just one group that's making thousands of accounts and, and, they raise donations for ViewBots. It's this whole thing. So now you know it's, the backstory. <laughs> there are a lot of problems with this. Like, yeah. there's a lot to take in from this. Uh, and I think the scariest thing is the legal repercussions that could happen if, like, someone or government or so somebody catches wind of the fact that there's rampant porn that anyone can access. Like, all you have to do to watch a, a mature channel is to click an OK button. And even then, I don't even think these channels have an OK button. I don't think they mark their channels as mature. Well, you can scroll through and see thumbnails of porn. They're always you in the just it. chatting directory. Yeah. The, the 18 plus thing is, is entirely optional. Well, it's, 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 it's on its It's on not true age gating. Optional. It's not, yeah. it's not true yeah. age gating. There, there, there's been talk on Twitch, and I can say this because they've, they've actually put this in help articles and everywhere else. They've announced that coming soon there will be proper age gating which might allow, for example, more artistic nudity in the creative directory once, yeah. when there was a creative directory uh, and that kind of we'll thing. We'll talk so, about that later. So age gating would prevent the thumbnail from showing up that way, but they don't have that in place. They've never delivered that feature that they've promised for years. So it, I mean, it just adds to the problem, but I don't even know that they would use it anyways though, right? They, they want to be banned, they want to be noticed. So my uh, my biggest concern with not just the pornography, but just, you know, uh, people doing things they shouldn't be doing in general, um, like restreaming literal movies or episodes of uh, their favorite, you know, show or whatever. My issue with that is that if it's going unchecked, which porn obviously goes down because that's it's not it's not a, a matter of checking or unchecking. It's not a it's not a matter of our DMCA is being filed or not. It's like, no, that's absolutely, you know, that's absolutely going to get taken down. But my concern is that similar to what we saw with YouTube, and I hate to keep comparing YouTube, but YouTube is one of the websites that was fantastic and then now is terrible. And everyone knows it's terrible. Everyone thinks it's terrible. But what are they going to do? Like, it's their job. And I don't want that to happen with Twitch. I don't want it to be like, right. well, the website's now terrible. Everyone knows it's terrible, but it's my job. So I might as well bite the bullet. I don't want that to happen. And the problem with YouTube is that after so many like issues coming up that were obviously not carbon copies of what's happening on Twitch, but similar, there was the adpocalypse. And now Twitch has to overstep their boundaries and actually cause problems where people are, they have a copyright system that is, that is completely being abused and getting people's original content taken down. Hell, Avery's channel just got departnered the other day because someone is saying, these are my videos. And Avery's like, I'm in these videos, these are mine, but someone else is claiming them and she had to talk to somebody for like an hour. So how long do we have before Twitch introduces some overbearing system that so, 
that automatically sides with with you know it's not it's not entirely twitch or youtube's fault though i mean i want to make very clear that a lot of the problem that we have in the u.s is we have a, a system which is perhaps more lenient towards the publisher side and the rights holder side than it is sure. the content creator side like Absolutely. us because we weren't the original you know that wasn't even created with streamers in mind at all mm -hmm. so that has to do with music movies you know mm -hmm. the dmca process is very complex and i'm not i am not uh, i'm not allowed and i'm not really knowledgeable enough to fully explain why youtube and twitch would have these legal battles with these rights holder companies because of the safe harbor provisions in the DMCA. So yeah. what I think will happen, just this is just my opinion at this point, not a legal opinion, just an opinion. Twitch will come under pressure once some news agencies pick up on how much content there is that's illicit, whether it be soccer streams, you know, you you tune in any time that there is a big European soccer match, and you use the not playing finder from Root um, to look at that list of channels that show up, hundreds of channels will be broadcasting a soccer match at any given time uh, during those stretches. If there's a pay-per-view event such as a boxing or UFC type thing, you can find hundreds of channels. And the DMCA allows Twitch to operate without being shut down as long as they respond in a timely fashion to when the rights holders, you know, issue takedowns on those channels. But it's a cat and mouse game for sure. There's no way that Twitch can keep up by human efforts fast enough with how quickly these these channels pop up. YouTube, I think, I think Spoon is making great points because YouTube and Twitch are not the same thing, but YouTube had to deal with all these things several years before Twitch. Because and we're, we're, we're able to view what happened with YouTube as kind of a template of what will be coming to Twitch. Yeah, and that's... one of those things is human moderation can't keep up fast enough with how fast these things happen. So you have to go to automation. And once things become automated, now YouTube is in the fine tuning. their various automated systems, but they're still very lenient on allowing people to claim things that are not actually theirs. Yeah. Twitch is, is going to be the same way because that keeps them out of legal hot water and keeps them from being sued and potential for whole things to be shut down or, or turned off. So I don't, it's not, it's not going to be Twitch's fault when it happens, but there's no way that it's not going to happen eventually. As they scale up to YouTube size, more people take notice, right. meaning the rights holders attention will be on Twitch. They'll get sued for mass infringement and Twitch will have to crack down with automated systems that'll be probably similar to what YouTube has. So that day yeah. is coming for sure. You can look forward to it. Yeah, which is which is scary. And, and you said the word safe harbor, and that's yeah. something I've discussed in depth because I, I have a personal pet peeve uh, when it comes to rule breaking on Twitch, which is what I talked about. People streaming literal episodes of uh big brother or you know some foreign version of big brother or literally just streaming shrek and so uh and and as and as, and as fantastic as that is um the problem that 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 we're running into right now is that i can report that for being in the just chatting section but the problem is that twitch has to provide safe harbor they cannot assume 
that they ha don't have the rights to stream that. So they cannot assume, if I were to stream Shrek, they can't take me down for assuming that I don't have the right to stream that because then Twitch is going to get controlled by me if I decide oh, right. to pursue yeah, they, it. They actually can make things worse for themselves by policing something which which normally would have been a safe harbor thing that they could have just left alone and respond to complaints. They can actually Absolutely. make it more difficult on themselves to police. You would think it would be the other way around, but mm -hmm. they're showing some kind of a good faith Okay, if we see obvious copyrighted content, well, what is obvious created, you know, copyrighted content? You have to define it and then you have to police it. And then it becomes a lot of human hours that you're putting into it. Or On that side, that's very challenging to do to the point that I, I wouldn't expect any action. On the side of the pornography, I don't think it's as challenging to do. And I think you could have it's a, not a copyright issue. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you could have a combo system. The one that, uh, that I've been shuffling around in my head uh for a couple of couple of weeks is um having sort of automated triggers for attention by staff so if you have an account that uh you know has x number of followers it's really low or virtually no time streamed like i think that would be the biggest one uh that suddenly reaches a certain type of threshold like 200 viewers within two hours of, of total stream time, mm -hmm. that kind of thing triggering an automated check by staff members, staff member goes in and looks at it. Maybe they can't do anything about copyrighted content. They certainly could when it came to pornography because of their own terms of service. So yeah. I feel like a, a system like that, a hybrid You system, think that that system would kick in before an, a manual report would kick in because- I don't know. Um, so with the manual reports, they have to be reported in the first place. If they're not, then you don't get anything. You think that these, reports, you think that these systems are getting to hundreds of viewers without someone reporting it? Yeah, no, I, don't know. I, I can guarantee you that manual reports don't do as much as we want them to do because I've reported a lot of people for doing things that are very clearly yeah. not okay with the terms of service and that person is still streaming two months from there. That's why That's why sure. I just stopped. I, I, I told my audience uh, or my people in Discord, I was like, I'm just going to stop worrying about it because nothing nothing is really being done Do you feel like it's just like a void that you're sending these into yes i well, i absolutely yeah. felt like i was i was screaming endlessly into a void which is which is not healthy for me it's not healthy for my community and this, this is part I'm like of why let's just not do it <laughs> i think the, the little uh, dumb system that i that came up in my head is a little bit better than that because the reporting system has to include reports for everything Right, if you're reporting somebody for uh, doing something insane on their own stream, but it's technically within terms of stuff, like you could people report me every once in a while because I banned them for being dirtbags. Well, you deserve and it's just it. like they're angry, so they're going to file a report. That's not the same. Th so they have to filter through all of those. Uh, well, I, yeah, they kind of get parsed out, but uh, they have to filter through all of those. If there's a semi-automated system where it's a threshold by viewership, that's just happening, right? It's like that is an uncommon occurrence that realistically is not going to be happening for the most part unless something really bizarre is going on or somebody just happened to be it's their first day streaming in their you know lyrics best friend and lyrics like hey here's a here's a raid um yeah so i think that that automated blending is is interesting and i think like what mobler said nothing. about okay <laughs> i think what <laughs> right. i think what mobler said about the like the path that youtube has taken with uh demonetizing like automatically screen your videos and demonetizing it initially and then you have to appeal to get your video monetized and by that point your video has been live and it's it's done it's a huge loss of revenue like it's a big struggle that youtubers go through and while we don't have the same problem because we don't rely 
directly on ad revenue for the most part. This is a very scary thing. If if this continues to happen with uh, the failures of of moderation, that's like Mobblelord said. Is like, are we going to need like automatic checks in place? That, that's not perfect. That's not a perfect system. We've seen that with the audio, uh, with your VODs, muting your VODs, where that, that's not perfect. And they've it's had that, that bad, on the, the platform yeah. for years. I love that it's system. It's not. I love but what if it affected system. your revenue? Yeah. That, what that if, would, what if there were hurt. checks in place that made it either harder to get viewers or you couldn't run ads on certain content? Um, and I mean, that, that to me is the biggest worry is that Twitch is going to be faced with having to apply like a ridiculous stringent things that just deter people from streaming sure. or affect people's livelihoods. The the thing is with moderation, it shouldn't solely be on Twitch to moderate the content. I, for example, I go through my VODs fairly frequently and I make sure that the music I have, I either A, have the rights to it, B, I've been given the rights to it, C, I have a license through Creative Commons to use it, D, it's video game music. I do not, I make sure Absolutely, I don't do song requests. I don't have music. And if I go through VOD and I see this is muted, I mean, there was last week one of my VODs was muted for music I was using from a video game. And I tweeted at the person. I was like, I know for a fact that you allow people to use this music. And he was like, oh, that's our bad. Because like I'm very proactive about not letting my VODs get muted. But at the same time, you have Avery, who streams Just Dance. Her VODs are going to be muted the whole time because it's, some, it's something that's in the video <laughs> game that yeah. wasn't made by an original OST or anything like that. So it's it's a real weird area, but it's it's up to the streamer to police themselves as well. And I think that when you know they they did the big IRL split to make just chatting and outdoors and all this stuff, that was good for like two days. And I saw like a day or two. It was glorious. It was beautiful. Everyone was in the proper category. And then I, I told my my viewers, I was like, it's going to be another day or two. And then everyone's just going to start doing all that in the just chatting section. And so what should happen is that, okay, you see someone streaming South Park in the just chatting section. You cannot get rid of them. They, you have to provide safe harbor. So you cannot ban them for DMCA. You cannot say, hey, you got to stop doing that. But what you can do is you can say, you are miscategorizing your content. This is no longer just chatting. This is something that does not exist. We do not have a category for this. And they used to do that all the time on Twitch. If you were mm -hmm. dancing, if you're playing Just Dance, for example, you'd be kicked out. And I actually had a big conversation with Avery when I first saw Avery on the front page for Just Dance. I was like, this is wrong. They banned someone last month for doing this. So they need to start enforcing, not necessarily their DMCA or their TOS, they need to start enforcing their categorization. Because if you're miscategorizing your stream, then that is technically bannable from Twitch Terms of Service. So if you are doing something you shouldn't be doing, fine. You can't get taken down for DMCA Safe Harbor, but you can get taken down for miscategorizing your stream. So they need to stick to their categories. They need to make sure that you're categorizing yourself correctly because you are abusing their system. If if we don't have categories, then we're no better than the rest of the animals. So we need, to, we need to label our content correctly as streamers, and we need to make sure we're in the right category. No, no, you know, bring back creative to where it makes sense. Help out the creative side of things because that was a big disaster when they split that off and got rid of it. So people will be more inclined to actually go to the outdoor section when they're outdoors instead of sitting and just chatting. People be yeah. inclined to be I'm in the so art strange. sections when they're doing art. They won't be in just chatting. People will not be in just chatting to watch Shrek and South Park because that's not just chatting. People that are just chatting will be in just chatting. People that are playing Atlas will be in Atlas. 
people that are doing whatever will be in the right category because all of a sudden it no longer matters if you're breaking DMCA rules and you have to wait for a, a legal document. It's like you are breaking Twitch terms of service. Yeah. Therefore, you you can't do that. Yeah, but so, but yeah. I mean, why wouldn't they break? Like, okay, devil's advocate for a second. There's no punishments coming that we sure. can tell for most of the miscategorization stuff. There you, want your, you want your discoverability to be as high as possible. Sure. So without any sort of... Yes, of course, IRL was always just going to morph completely to just chatting without the rest of the categories that they introduced being used properly at all, which is sure. seems to be what has happened. Yeah. Uh, but there's no penalty for it. You're saying there should be a penalty, and I yeah. kind of agree with you. But backing up a second, Twitch's only way to give a penalty currently is that you get a ban and you get, you know, three rack up rack up three of those and you might be indefinitely suspended um it's pretty limited as far as from twitch's perspective what they can do to enforce i mean is is putting yourself in the wrong category as big of an offense as many of the other things that they could suspend you for it's uh if it's your third one, it might cut off your source of revenue altogether. And it might've been a mistake because maybe they had their stream still set from last time that they were streaming. So thinking of it from that perspective, maybe, maybe Twitch needs more tools. They need, they need a better punishment system because right now their punishment system is banned and then like banned for a week and then immediately say, Oh, you know what? That's not a really big deal. Let's unban. And that brings a whole new form of, of criticism is that, Oh, you did ban them, but you decide not to. They need some type of of punishment system that is tiered depending on the severity. So yeah, miscategorizing your stuff, and maybe instead of getting a suspension or a ban for a few days, they just say, "Hey, um, you know, we're going to." I, I don't know how it worked, but maybe maybe you lose ad revenue for that day, or maybe you lose this particular type of revenue for that day. So I don't know exactly what they'd implement. I'm not that intelligent when it comes to you know, yeah. product, uh, but there definitely should be a tiered system that depends on the severity not necessarily a strike rule a three strike rule a ban rules uh, uh you know there should be a system for that because they have it for emotes kind of and i like what they did with that is that if you're doing if, if your channel is not in good standing it takes a few days for emotes to get approved if your channel's in good standing 10 minutes emotes so maybe not necessarily a punishment system to where you get banned or suspended or slapped on the wrist, but a punishment system to where some of your tools maybe it's like are- like a revocation of yeah, features. Sure. Like yeah. say, hey, your channel's not good standing because you're not doing stuff you're supposed That's to interesting. be. It's not, it's, not, it's not a whole like get rid of your channel, but it's, hey, take a step back, look at what you're doing. Is this the kind of, is this a kind of face that we want on our channel? I mean, Discord had it for, yeah. uh, Discord partners had it for, for lewd content. I had to, you know, yeah. any, any, and not safe for work rooms. It's like, not safe work stuff is great, but as a partner, you're representing our brand. We want to make yeah. sure that it's, you know, so if you're representing Twitch's brand, you need to be following the rules as best you can. You don't mm. need to be flirting yeah. with those rules. So maybe introduce a, a new punishment system, sure. But I don't like the way it is right now where it's like you say one word, one bad word or something you probably shouldn't say and you get immediate ban for a week and then Twitch goes back and looks at it after the fact and says, you know what, let's unban you because that creates a whole nother mess for Twitch to, to deal with, which is community uproar because they're kind of like flippy floppy with their stuff sometimes. Yeah. So they have obviously a in good standing system, right? Because they use that for the the emotes. Mm -hmm. um, I saw the other day that Shannon Z Killer, who used to be a coworker of mine, 
kind of kind of made the suggestion that maybe in good standing should be applied to other areas. And I think this might go along with what you're saying as well. So her her example was there's a uh, on the mobile app there's no way to sort currently by top number of viewers. It's that kind of an cool. algorithm. And she was like, why are they promoting people with an algorithm, not intentionally, but they're promoting people who have had recent outstanding bands. The in good standing should apply to that as well. That's and a good idea. Yeah. So exposure quality, discoverability quality that, that rolls into that. That would absolutely make sense. You 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 and Shannon both have fantastic ideas, Mob. Every time I read something, every time I read something by one of you guys on Twitter, I'm like, this is this is this is a great idea. Yeah. This is why I make sure to maintain my good standing with Mob Lord. <laughs> but I would I like to hear like... I would like to hear more about what a good tiered system would be because I think that this is an area that Twitch doesn't get a lot of feedback on. I, I mean I hear a lot right. of feature I hear a lot of feature recommendations and other types of recommendations, but fair and enforceable policies that Twitch could implement for moderation and maybe how that would differ with partners than yeah. everyone else or if I it mean, should differ at all. Like I would like to hear more about that from you guys because I want Twitch to hear this because I don't think it's something that's talked about by a lot of people. Yeah. Right. I think it's gotta be like it's it can't so for a while I think the the general rule was one strike is 24 hours, your second strike is a week, your third strike's a month or, or something like that, and then then you're out. Uh, it's something like that. And it was like, I don't know. It, I, I, <laughs> um, I think the problem is there can't be just like a, a flat out system because one offense is like, you no, know, saying a bad word on the stream yeah. is different yeah, than is like different being miscategorized. But oh, I think also like... <laughs> I think like the the problem with what Speed was saying about the miscategorization is like if it was enforced, if you saw someone get in trouble for it, that like that would clean up everyone's act. I think there's just not enough visibility on actions being taken because you know you hear a lot of the, the stuff is behind post. the scenes. They probably talked with them. They know better now. Except when you see people do the same things again, oh, and yeah. make the same mistakes. Um, well, let me just but, throw this out there. If there was like a police blotter style centralized location where certain cases were not necessarily commented on by Twitch, but at least confirmed by Twitch that this was the penalty for this action publicly, would that be a good thing or would that just open up for harassment? Because I think it could be used a lot I mean, also, for like. It'd be used as attention. By Twitch. I would love to see like a like a judge. You know, I would love to see that. That would be some great content. Streams? Double jury duty? I have Absolutely. To I would I would give they need to have a, a partner jury. So one of the one of the one of the benefits of being in good standing is you are you are brought in on these cases. You know, I heard I heard I heard Loco was doing she was breaking some rules. So you're you I am spoon since your account is in good standing, you're gonna be on the jury for this panel we're going to review loco's content and you know we're going to we're going to just make a decision here and uh, I would, that would be fantastic that'd be fantastic <laughs> that and you would then you would have it streamed on twitch.tv slash uh uh oh it'd be a great it would have to be oh, like a wow well, well. <laughs> no 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 i'm saying like yes. no it'd be streamed live it'd be great it, they could make a it'd be like a jerry springer type thing but instead it would that be, would be that would be the best and the worst thing that twitch has ever done <laughs> 
what exactly is, like, at the same time people like honestly would try to get on that show though that would get people you know. so much attention yep. like people well, like how many times has bands given people more attention there's a really common thing happening right now where people don't really care if they're banned let me tell you what i mean by that i'm not going to bring up specific cases because i don't i'm not into slandering anything yeah but okay so you're all aware of live stream fail the subreddit that i think probably has more traffic than the main twitch subreddit on twitter i mean on on, on reddit overall so uh, a lot of people who fail and mess up and get banned for something there come back after their ban to higher viewership sometimes double or triple the viewership that they had before yeah. getting banned yeah i tweeted this the other so day there's not really a downside to getting punished yeah yeah i i said the other day on i think it was i tweeted i said man you know i should i i think it might be a decent idea to to oh man i don't want to say this that's I'm the thing to I mean, i'm gonna whip out my penis on stream and get banned and i'm gonna yeah. come back probably for my first defense and i'm gonna have like a lot more viewers from that this yeah. is a great idea there you go Celebrity but there's exposure. some people who have figured this out and are purposefully playing the card now is absolutely. what i'm noticing because yeah, it's part of the new meta you go viral that's for your man. form of breaking the rules who cares if you get banned exactly we'll make that all up once you come right back anyway yep. I'll, I'll i'll take that week you know downtime and then come back to man exactly exactly and that it should be like that absolutely should not be like that but it kind of is it absolutely yeah. kind of is because well, we, we i mean common space it should i think these temporary bans like I, I think I want to come back to like the good Sandy thing where maybe like your it, it, your revenue has to be affected. I think bottom line, if you're a partner, there's got to be some type of like repercussion that like you actually care about. No matter how many viewers you yeah. get, you're like, you know, debuffed in some way. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially because like in the in the right, it's so easy to get wrapped up in in a, a, 20, a 20th century atomism where it's like the only thing that matters it's a, it, the only thing that matters is, is what's good for me as an individual so besmirching your name doesn't matter if you're making an extra 20k a month right for a lot of people for 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 me it matters a lot for everybody on this panel it matters a lot but there are people out there where it doesn't matter and when there's not a system in place to counteract that then this is the kind of sure. these are the kinds of things there honestly should be not not to go back to the whole like judge jury executioner thing but there really should be a partner parole system where where if you do get a slap on the wrist or whatever then you are on you're on parole depending on the severity of your 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 issue and you yeah. maybe have you know uh reduced uh revenue for something i don't know but you're on parole so it's like hey you're back on the site you can I still like stream it, like your partner I yeah love this but, but yeah, but you're gonna be you're gonna be kept an eye on, and if you break the rules again while you're on parole, this is gonna be a more severe punishment. And maybe yeah. you keep that three strike system, but don't just say you're gone and you're back. You're gone so and you're for, back. For like no, you're back, but you're gonna years. be you're gonna be having eyes on you. For tens of thousands of years, we've there have been things where you have to earn your citizenship into a, a political community wherever it happens to be. And sometimes those are really brutal and stupid, and other times they're really good and valuable. And with something like this, I think it, uh, you brought up an interesting point, uh, sort of in passing, was having it be a requirement of being in good standing. So if you work at like a credit score where it's not just like good or bad, you don't have it be binary, but you have excellent standing, exceptional standing, yeah. and then you have good standing, and then you have like acceptable standing, and like these these kinds of things. And each one of them, meh, you're all right. <laughs> yeah, yes, but you can, you can in that you can maneuver that. Like maybe you did mess up. 
But if you want to be on the maybe you would get a higher share of ad revenue. Exactly. So you have things that spice that 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 spice this along the way up. And we do know that people can learn from their mistakes. I could have messed up four years ago, and I shouldn't necessarily be hindered by that outside of myself if I can show the ability to grow and to be committed to Twitch as a platform and a community broadly, more more deeply committed to it and showcase that by engaging in some of yeah. these kinds of things. They, they Would have the standing be publicly available? That probably not. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it should they, be. They have a road to partnerships. So they should definitely have a road to good standing. Um, <laughs> road I to think. <laughs> and, and, and not only that, they should have a road to like, like that road to re- uh, good standing is a direct road to revenue because I know for a fact right. that a lot of partners make a different split with their subscriptions, for example. Um, so give them, give, give partners more, like give partners with good standing more access to rather than just a 10 minute. I think there is some business incentive for that, right? Like the, while, while there is profit to be made. uh, But anything that has money attached is given a whole new level of scrutiny. Yeah. Um, Also could be gamed. You have have to look at any, any system like this as something that could be gamed. Absolutely. For example, could you, someone that you're upset with, who you just have a beef with, could you in some way, raid them or mess with them or negatively impact their livelihood by causing their score to dip lower because somehow you've forced some sort of penalty on someone else. So you have to, you have to think about these in some rather complex things to know if that would work out. But I, I, I like, I like what you're talking about. I'm just not sure in practice it would be all that practical. You're either breaking rules or you're not, is what I say to that. So right. I mean, it's not really you can't really manipulate a, a terms of service system. If you're if you're breaking terms of service, you're breaking terms of service. If it's reviewed by staff and they determine that this is wrong, then it's been reviewed by staff and it's wrong. There's no way I can have an effect on Loco's score just by sending a, a, a harsh raid to her. Well, you would hope not. Well, I mean, yeah, you would hope not. So you don't automate the goddamn process. <laughs> I, it, would, it would require an exploration. Now, that's a Absolutely. way that I would be able to get into excellent standing because I would love to explore that in depth and like try and figure out all the ways to game it and then manipulate yeah. that. Maybe an honor system like functions. It'll be an honor system like with Overwatch where you can give people like a, a good or, or negative. <laughs> you know, so I can come into your chat and click like this streamer's. They're nice. They're, they get good rep. Or I could be like, this streamer sucks. Bad rep. It's all oh, of a sudden. I get so much bad rep. <laughs> yeah. your, your status is just tank. Congratulations. There would be people competing making... for the lowest rep. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so think, we've, like, we've got about 15 minutes left. There's there's a lot that goes into... Well, I, I want to make sure that we're getting Q&A questions started to, to lock in from the community. We don't have to start answering them yet, so we can keep yeah. on with exactly what you're about to say. The problem is we um, could all talk for like five hours straight. And here's really some true. Oh, no. Hi! <laughs> uh, if you guys, up, if you guys, guys do have some, uh, some, some questions, feel free to tag us uh, so that we can, uh, we can collect them and we can try and, and answer them uh, just before we go offline. So, Mobley. Yeah, and- oh, sorry. Oh, no, I, I, did Mob have something? Because I wanted to touch on the last thing about the whole review system we're talking about here. Because the thing is that we're complaining about Twitch struggling to scale, and then we're trying to implement a system that requires so many hands, so it's be so intricate. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe in a small simulation that would work out, but I think Twitch is just too big for that. Well, I, I, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think they don't want to I, I their hiring thing is kind of weird. I mean they're I just saw a big old hiring spree for Twitch and that happened like a month after they let a lot of people go. So I'm kind of like I'm not sure what their 
their process in twitch's life. defense these tech companies usually go through a tech hiring yeah. phase in january it's not unique to twitch that's fair enough i don't know exactly how that works but i i, I don't i don't want to say mm -hmm. like would they it's not so much like oh they would have to build another team for this it's not like they couldn't build another team for that they just have to like start applying things i like they i think i don't know this for certain but i feel like they might have a few too many teams dedicated to this thing that don't actually work out for example we just talked about them getting rid of the uh the twitch app like they probably dedicate a, a big team to try and push that and make it happen desktop they're gonna scrap yeah desktop sorry yeah now they're gonna scrap it like they could have pushed a team towards this type of community outreach or this type of rule enforcement or this type of thing something that the community has been asking for requesting and desperately needs rather than and i hesitate to say this something that nobody asked for because i freaking hate that <laughs> i hate that phrase so much nobody asked for this it's like shut up nobody cares what you asked for there but. could be amazing things that nobody asked for because nobody yeah. was thinking about it in the way exactly. that engineers were considering the thing there and the twitch desktop app stuff nobody ever asked yeah. for the yeah, twitch, twitch is, app may have been that but it's not twitch <laughs> is sometimes in this uncharted new territory because they are kind of the leader still I mean, they have competition. Uh, obviously, there's people nipping at the heels, but since they are kind of the leader, they they sometimes make decisions on things that are totally uncharted. They can't base it off of anything else. Sure. I was going to mention earlier what I was going to mention. The point was we we as the audience always try to judge Twitch based on how well we think that they're being consistent on the rules by comparing, okay, this person got a one day ban, but this other person, they got a three day ban for the same thing. Yeah. Trying to compare what you can see between what Twitch has. And so since Twitch doesn't come in on these cases, since we don't know if people are getting manually unbanned or if just their, their original ban length was, was only so long, we're, we're not given that information. And um, it's very dangerous to compare. And the reason I say that is because we don't know how many previous offenses that they've had right the context is is so important with stuff like this there's a little bit of wiggle room i think that twitch should have when trying to enforce their rules yeah or how severe a certain thing was compared to, to something else so it's real easy for us and for everybody that i see on twitter to judge twitch admins being, yeah you know this streamer to that streamer and saying it's all about money no it's not all about money necessarily but there are a lot of factors that might not be visible to the public that Twitch has to consider and just just know that there's a lot that goes into these things and it's not always as clear, clean cut as, as you would assume that it could be. Right, because every time we see it blow up on Twitter, we don't exactly get like a, a, a whole legal document outlining every little related right. component or element of what, what transpired and uh, we shouldn't get that that's not that's not right and, and twitch has kind of this unique relationship with their partnered streamers and you know what i mean is is when you're in a partnership there has to be a two-way street between them and and you know they're reliant on each other for certain things and it's really a weird situation you mentioned pluto it's really a weird situation to have people who are the partner reps who are in charge of both disciplining a streamer and providing them with business opportunities like are they the hand that slaps or are they the hand that gives them free good stuff and uh i think that puts twitch in a really hard position when you're thinking about how this is going to scale uh, for the future 
Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think that they're, the system of old, I think, is on its way out. We're going to have to get used to large-scale systems, and that might not look exactly how you want it to, but it's what they got to do because they have a limited number of staff to go around for all of these issues. Now, oh, Loco, I heard that breath of I'm about to speak. Yeah, um, I, I guess I just wanted to throw out the idea of, like, what do you guys think about, like, Twitch having... Uh, a like a Twitter that's like dedicated to just PR statements because you, like YouTube does this every now and then they do make statements on hot topics that are revolving around the platform. Uh, you know, right now, like yeah, maybe Twitch doesn't want to put that on their main thing. They have Twitch support that literally deals with all of the issues with like new features, uh, like whenever the site goes down. What doesn't Mixer do something like this? Don't they have some 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 portion of their social media engagement is an output is commentary on on issues that are important as opposed to just i've seen i've seen youtube do this i'm not sure about mixer but i mean something that was just like like this not even had doesn't even have like a face behind it so you don't know who's running it and it's yeah. just like statements about it doesn't even have to be about pe certain people's bands but it's just like you know, I don't know, like, like about I, issues that have been happening lately. So I, uh, as a PR major who dropped out, <laughs> uh, I can, I, I think that they should have someone that works behind the scenes. I don't think, I don't think Twitch should have a public facing PR. Exactly. Because they would be getting death threats all day long, every day. I think if it wasn't a, a person though, it was just like a yeah. Twitter account. No, they, sh they should have they should have an internal public uh, an internal PR that does deal with the public. So okay. instead of instead of releasing public PR statements, which sound great up front, they they should have internal PR statements. So what what will happen is the community people, the people that do deal with forward facing like Pluto uh, and other community managers, they should take stuff from the public, take this take these concerns internally and then get a response internally because a lot of times with Pluto, for example, I'm just using him because his name is the only one I can really reference off the top of my head. I, I'll ask Pluto a specific question. He'll go find out for me and then come back and tell me. So I, I think there should be a way for public facing community figures to take stuff internally, contact a PR person or a PR team. And then instead of a PR release for the public's, that PR release will be internally that can then be translated from the community facing people and given out. But then you're just putting those community people in the crossfire. You're they're putting already, the, the burden. The crossfire. That's that's the point. Yeah, but if they had someone or an account to divert all that, be like, hey, like I don't know, just that this this is the Maybe. account that says all these things. Like, you know, I I think right now that is the problem is that there that's kind of what's happening is like maybe like a lot of company a lot of members of the company they can't comment specifically on things but they're yeah, still taking the, the the brunt of things i think it's the thing is that we need somebody that can instead of instead of this community person having to go find out you know like i don't know there should be some somewhere where, where we get a team together to discuss this kind of problem or this kind of problem or this kind of issue and then discuss it and then give a statement and whether that statement comes from a PR person or comes from community people, I guess that isn't as important. I feel like just giving a single statement about an issue and all the different community people give this out as they need it. It would just be nice to, to have that. But yeah, I guess a centralized place for PR would be nice. My concern would absolutely be like, would that actually help or would that just have more people, you know, screaming endlessly into the void at that particular account or at that particular person? 
there, there's a huge potential for these systems to just create a pressure point where everybody can try to put as much pressure as possible, thinking that you know a central person could make changes to all the other teams at the company or things that they're not even involved in or whatever else. I think there's a huge potential for harassment. So I would say that the only thing that I'd be comfortable with Twitch doing was, is to go as far as YouTube does. YouTube doesn't comment very frequently, but they do comment. They have a blog where they address their, their creators and they have a Twitter account where they occasionally address their creators about big things like, hey, we've heard your feedback on ad policy stuff and we're going to be adjusting. Um, that's about as far as I think that Twitch should go as well because giving an individual person or even a team a direct visibility I think would be a bad idea. Right. And I don't think that For they sure. would do it anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, go ahead, Hunter. Well, it was going to be a shift, the pivot. I mean, I just, like, I think the biggest problem that it comes down to is communication. And again, if you go back to that tweet last year where it's like, hold us accountable. Well, how do we do that? How do we know you're listening? How, like, there's no, there's like zero communication. We don't know who to talk to and they're not talking back. So um, I think with everything that's going on and without the company's growing, like, I just, I think the biggest thing is some form of, even if it's not everything we want, like, things something right like something about some things yeah it, it makes me think of that um it makes me think of that website the is it christmas yet.com or whatever it is and you go to it and any day it's not christmas it just says no so there should be a, a, a something like that with twitch is like twitch are you listening to us and literally every time you go to it they say yes like it just says yes so some even even if it's something that would be nice because it Send i don't think it works I don't think it works for YouTube. I don't think it works for Twitch. Well, by them not by them not speaking, they're actually sending a different message, and I don't think that they're they understand the message that they're sending. But what I read this as is, oh, you're not going to listen to us unless we create such a huge stink on Twitter that every news site picks it up and then starts to run it, and then we put an incredible bout of bad PR on your company. You don't listen to us until it gets to that point. Yeah, that's they the should. message that they send, and they really need to think if that's the level of engagement and being held accountable that they want, yeah. because surely it's not. They that's just realistic, and it's should, not going to change for any of us. Yeah, they shouldn't have a damage control type reactionary thing. Like after the tornado has already hit and you're cleaning up after it, like that's that's one thing. But what they should do is they yeah. should have a a preemptive system that that you know handles this type of situation. That says, oh, okay, there's there's a storm on the way. Here's you know let's 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 talk about it now rather than after every news site after every streamer has has yelled about accountability let's have some type of preemptive yeah. or preemptive <laughs> like because how how many days gone. how many days was it after the, the we're talking about mr deadmoth during this right mm. or we should have been yeah. how many days did it take for the community pressure to build and build and build and build and build before something before twitch actually rebanded re them yeah. Which, if they knew they were going to reban them anyways, why did it take three days? I mean, what happens in the three days? And then they're, they're not speaking, so we don't know exactly what's happening. Yeah. But, Even if it takes three days to do something, at least say, hey, we're looking into this. Like, as soon as it starts to become a stink. Just say, hey, we're looking into it. We'll let you guys know. It may not be immediate because, like, we all know that they're working on product for this, product for that. So we're not exactly expecting them to release this really cool feature they mentioned, but just say, hey, we're working on it. 
I mean, even game developers do that a lot where there's like, hey, we're working on it. It's not ready yet. And that's, I think that would be a big deal more, not necessarily having a statement ready, but having correct working on a statement. Yes. Working on something rather than sitting there in silence, because I think sitting there in silence allows the community to kind of make their own assumptions. And I don't think that Twitch should want people to make their own assumptions about their website. Be like, no, don't assume that we're not doing something. Let, let us answer that question for you. Yeah, we're ready. Right. There are right times for silence, but when it comes to the internet in general, it can be very dangerous to let people come to their own conclusions. <laughs> uh, but so one one last thing that I wanted to a hundred percent make sure that we hit is what are the good? What's what's a list of at least a list of the definitively sometimes debatably. But the definitively good qualities that we have seen come out of 2018 that we are expecting moving into 2019. Um, I could say I could say one thing that I still think Twitch is is good about, although you know communication, whatever may not be a strong point for them, individual communication is still fantastic. Um, when I go to events, I know plenty of people, partner rep and product team that will want to speak to me and other people about hey this is what we're working on we want to show you this and get your feedback um not necessarily like hey what's wrong with our website they'll have something that they're working on and they want you to give feedback and there was pax pax west where they brought me into a room and sat down with me for about an hour talking about uh collections about the editor tools and saying hey what do you think about these what can we improve with take a look at this what do you think um and and getting that feedback and i've already seen it come forward in fact one of one of my editors is in the stream now and i know that there have been tools that have come out that they showed me that i was like that's a good idea that were implemented i know there's been plenty of times where partners are like they asked for suggestions i gave it i don't see anything but there's also a lot of times yeah. when they asked for suggestions i gave it and here it is and i think that uh, i think that that's a big one uh, mm-hmm. is that, you know, even though it's not a huge thing, it's a it's a part of the site that people weren't too happy with, like VODs and editing right. and highlights. It wasn't a very, it wasn't a pleasant experience, but now it is a more pleasant experience and it's easier to navigate and easier to do. Uh, that's a big one for me. And then we mentioned bounty boards earlier, which I still think is a fantastic thing that could turn into something really huge, especially for revenue for partners. But I, don't, so, I haven't used it, so I can't really say too much. <laughs> oh, I, wanted like to give a, I wanted to give a shout out to Tino's and his team because what we're seeing at Twitch, in my opinion, is a shift where you have teams that are set up in such a way to not just receive that opinion, but also turn it into some sort of an action plan and deliver it. Because I think there's been times in the past, and, and Spoon could probably confirm this, that yes, they'll hear you, but does anything ever happen afterwards? Do you feel like your feedback got actually implemented. No, you probably didn't in the past, but I'm starting to get the feeling now, just in very recent days, that that things have shifted and those teams have a more prominent place in Twitch. I think that is a very good thing. There's also a couple of things that came out of TwitchCon that I wanted to touch on real fast. Um, the number one most requested feature right now um, is probably the cumulative sub. I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Thing. That's, pr- that's probably the number one thing and that's that's due by end of january so end of this oh, month just, so many of us are just like uh yeah <laughs> uh, and a couple other things are coming there's the um oh shoot my mind suddenly blanked 
there's the the mod, the mod tools, tools in chat yeah. which will I be down the list yeah if you require there, assistance yeah and there's also um the highlighting from multiple different vods that's supposed to be the new editor yeah. supposed to be rolling out this month um also they're ending support um by at least next month for a lot of the features of twitch desktop app so it's kind of it's not going away entirely but it's more the game launcher than anything else uh soon and uh, maybe that's okay that seems to be where the focus was anyways game launcher although if you ask people what they would rather have the free games or ad free viewing experience everyone would have said keep all your games just yeah. give us the ad free viewing experience back so that's actually something i was going to bring up earlier that the reason that these ad stuff is even getting noticed right now is because the frequency in which people see ads has dramatically increased since Twitch Prime's Absolutely. thing went away. So now we're noticing what was in those ads. We might not have cared as much before because, you know, now you have super engaged viewers and they're noticing what's in these ads and the ads are almost unskippable. So now there's scrutiny on these ads. Um, and it's important to note that you as a broadcaster, you cannot select what types of ads can or can't be run against your content the same way that you could on YouTube. It's not as powerful as a system. It's either on yeah. or it's off. Yeah. And so this ninja thing kind of highlighted the fact that, hey, we got no control. Someone could contact Twitch supposedly and pay a bunch of money and have their ad for their channel run against my channel. That shouldn't be allowed. I'm, I don't think that Twitch would actually allow that, but people were, were fearing for the worst, I think. Yeah. I, I'm actually I'm actually okay with with ads. I have no problem with ads because when I first started on Twitch, the only way to make revenue was ads. In fact, in my contract, yeah. it said you are you have to run ads on your channel. So, <laughs> like yeah. that's all I could do. I mean, that's that's when I first went full time. That was all. That was it. There was no subscriptions. The ability no to curate ads is fantastic. Think, that's something absolutely. that's a cool set that you have on YouTube that you do not have here. I would love to have ads for pet absolutely. products in kitty shelters and stuff. I'm I, like, yeah, all about I think there should be some type of AdSense type thing where you can say, this fits my channel. Because one thing right. that and doesn't do fit on YouTube. Absolutely. What, what One thing that wouldn't be good is like advertising this particular product that doesn't fit my particular stream style or my right. particular entertainment style. So having catered ads would make more money for the advertisers and do just fine on my stream. I couldn't complain about it. If, you know, because I don't do politics. I don't do religion on not that those things would really happen on Twitch anyway, but if there were political ads that ever came out to Twitch. That's something that you might have happen is if you have a sponsorship from Logitech, let's say, and SteelSeries runs a huge campaign and every other ad is a SteelSeries ad, you'd be like, this goes against my personal brand Absolutely. Right. sponsorships. Why can't I blacklist anything? Yeah. Catered, catered ads would make sense and I would be completely okay with it, but not really having any control is a little frustrating, but being able to say, this brand sure this product sure this type of style of ad sure whatever so having having ads i would probably run them like every stretch break if if i had control over them but i don't and that's the problem yeah and i think like that hasn't happened because there just hasn't been a big pool of ads and that's definitely growing and changing now um and i think that's one of the biggest things that came out of the whole ninja thing that i was going to yeah. comment on was just like Streamers want control over their ads, especially as sponsorships and things become more of a prominent part of streamers' revenue. Like being able to control is just, being able to control your own ads is a win for on every side. Um, and I think to comment on what Hunter asked about the good things about Twitch, 
and what Moblord said about them rolling back the features on the Twitch app, I definitely think one of the weaknesses is them putting out features too early and they're not fully fleshed out and then they don't kind of follow through. You saw the Twitch app roll back. You also saw the ability to buy games directly on Twitch roll back because they didn't really do yep. much with that. Uh, you had like the uh, like the little blog, little panels the pulse, on Twitch your pulse. thing. Pulse thing. Pulse, yes. Do you remember Pulse? Pulse was supposed to be social on your homepage, like a social feed, kind of like a yeah. Twitter or Facebook style. Yeah. It's, Actually, it's I would like... go as far as saying that every social feature that Twitch has attempted to roll out, I'd even include stuff like friends, uh, them yep. killing off messaging instead of fixing messaging. That. Oh, yeah. Um, every yeah. social feature that, that Twitch has gotten into has, I would say, failed. By their metrics, maybe not failed, maybe just not as you know, good for them as video or, or monetization features. Well, might. obviously, I think failed on their part if they're, if they're getting rid of them or rolling them, them back, them, right? Yeah. Like They never finished many of them. So even like the whispers that you see today, um, talking to Avalon Star, who was the one of the original <laughs> UX designers. For I've never seen a lot of those mock-ups. Yeah, he, he showed mock-ups at one point on his Twitter of... Here, here's what Whispers app was supposed to develop into. It was supposed to eclipse messaging. And here's, here's you know, by stage two, three, four, five, six, it was supposed to have all this really cool stuff. And it, was, it looked really nice and everything else. But Twitch has this bad habit of rolling out the feature. And then when it's not used, killing the feature instead of advancing the feature or just putting it on the yeah. shelf. And that kind of bugs me because it's like what could have been. It happens. It happens a lot. I know. Yeah. I know a few people, not by name, that worked at Twitch that had really good product ideas that were just like, just completely shut out after you know, like this is what the community wants. Look at this. Look how good it could be, and then just right. nothing. We also see minimal, I, minimal integration of those things. So each one of those existing independently, yeah. Of course, you're not going to see much engagement unless somehow it just strikes the right chord. If you have them integrated into a whole system or into an ecosystem adequately and appropriately, then you can sort of, you know, shift your weight a little bit as one feature is used more. You can, you know, put a little bit more emphasis on it and try and rework the other parts if those are important and integral to the vision you have for the system as a whole. In the absence yeah. of that, I don't think there's much so, that you can work with. So communities failed, but do you guys, what do you guys feel is the current standing of tags? Which I, I think, like which I guess is the direct replacement. But I guess it works for some people. Um, I just don't see it as necessary. I never use tags. It's it, we were talking about pulse, and the reason why I don't remember pulse because I never used it. So it probably works well for some people, but in normal applications for a lot of streamers, I don't. I just don't see it. Other than putting a tag there and saying, "Okay, I don't know what this does, but I did it." My understanding that's, is that's step one, and it's meant to be pushing toward uh, something that is really interesting for the future. The future thing, I'm definitely excited about. The now thing, I couldn't give yeah. any flapjacks. So if they keep if they keep working on it, you know, and make it kind of like we were just talking whispers, if they keep working on it and making it like an integral yeah. part of their site, sure. I mean, it's definitely it's a step in the right direction. Like, it's definitely better than communities. I mean, I like it because I can go on a page and I know you know, what language, just look at the bottom, what language yeah. it is, like what, like, is it someone's first run without having to take up all this title yeah. space? I like it better um, than communities for sure. Yeah, I yeah. think, I personally like them. I'm not sure if people click on a tag to find things that are in that tag, but I think if you're looking for 
streams on a page like it definitely helps uh stand yeah. out especially like for me like my content uh i don't swear in my stream so my content's mostly family friendly so i use a family friendly tag really i think I that kind of stuff stream well i mean this is this is separate this is a separate thing but, oh i could have done um, it this whole time there's still time there's still time beep <laughs> um <laughs> But I, I do I, I like the tags. I personally like them. I'm not sure how many people look through them or use them, but I like they, the idea of them. They do get used. Unfortunately, they can currently be used uh, with uh, their negative qualities. Uh, for instance, you put blind playthrough. Somebody can literally just search for blind playthroughs and look for games that they're familiar with. Click on it. Go in. Throw a spoiler for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, ban you. I saw with the LGBTQ plus tag as well was people were just oh, searching man. for it and then coming in and, and harassing me. And I didn't like, even think of that. I didn't even think of people. I, I didn't even think yeah, of it's the like being you know, used it. as a Anytime tool. you give anybody a tool, it will be found a way to use it against Absolutely. Right. It's like bad things, really mean things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't really hold tags against that. Like, no, you know, no those, certainly. It says terrible people everywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess like any other closing comments um, before we wrap up the show? I, oh, wait, I did have something good to say and I never said it about Twitch. I just said bad things. I just wanted to echo the feedback I mean, I thing that, that Spoon was saying because um, Twitch has gotten so much better at taking in feedback. It, it seems like yeah. they went from using like their the partner reps to get feedback they kind of like okay these are different product groups product teams like these are the partners go talk to them uh so you'll get emails from like different products you may not like know everything that comes out right but uh i think they've done such a much better job at, at conventions and uh, and meetings and stuff about you know getting feedback and and sitting down with you well what do you think about this idea or you Absolutely. know how can we improve this yeah um, brought into a couple of calls too which is really cool yep. yeah i think with like products uh, developing products, Twitch is definitely—they're they, definitely listening for sure. Yeah. Parties, parties, uh, especially events. We used to be just everybody get drunk, but now at parties, there's actually a lot of like sit down and discuss with me, you know, over a few drinks. Like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that, and that's happening yeah. more and more. It's far easier for me to skip drinks than a conversation. Like those Absolutely. conversations, I get drawn into a lot more easily. And uh, certainly, a lot of people are more interested in being cogent <laughs> during those conversations. Yeah. Than it's a lot more casual and nice. So I, yeah. I do enjoy that a lot. As far as my closing comments, I think I would say that Twitch has a really hard, really hard position. All, all eyes on Twitch. Um, a lot of people have been very critical of Twitch admins. As a former admin, that kind of irks me. It's some sometimes because they're they're not able to stand up for themselves. They're not able to justify right. what has happened. They're not able to give you what their internal standards were. You know, you, you're making all sorts of snap judgments against them, but they, in, in all reality, have a very difficult job, a job that's extremely high stress, high pressure, and you guys would probably have no idea unless you had done it how difficult some of these decisions could actually be. But there's also, I think, a lot of system-wide issues that Twitch has that kind of dumps everything out on the moderation team, which are actually decisions made above their level, which yeah. I think can make the job even harder and um, things that I, that I wish that I wish going forward moderation would have a more centralized role in the company as far as what features get rolled out and how those features are, you know, enforced and, 
and some of that kind of thing. I think moderation and community are often at any company, not just Twitch. Yeah. The last considered position, you know, the lowest pay, um, the, the position that nobody else wants that you hope to graduate out of and get into, you know, a real position at whatever company. Um, and it shouldn't be that way. There should be there should be people who are experts in these areas that are paid as experts and there should be more emphasis given to them and uh, breaks my heart sometimes because of all of the things that, that they have to put up with. So with that, that in mind though, I, I just, I think Twitch is going to have a very hard journey if they continue to not speak uh, when it comes to this stuff, because I think 2019 is going to hold a lot of scandals and when a scandal comes up, everybody is going to resort to rioting because that's the only way that they can get heard. And so as riots get larger and larger and maybe more out of control, I think that that's yeah. a very difficult thing to, it's a very difficult position to hold for Twitch. And I, right. I hope that that improves. Um, obviously they're going to be as careful as they can be to try to you know, be consistent and to enforce their rules in a timely and you know, consistent you know, manner you know, to respond to each individual, not respond, but react to each individual report as fast as they can. I'm sure they're focused on a lot of that stuff, but if they continue to not speak at all, I think it's going to be an uphill journey anyways. Yeah. And I think that the number one thing that this group has said and that Twitter would say is, you know, we need some kind of transparency. We need some kind of communication. If we're supposed to be holding you accountable, we need a method to do that. Give us a, a, a place to vent or talk about it or something. Um, and let us build it with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think um, the thing about the communication transparency thing is something, a change like this has to ring pretty high up to, to change. And um, I, I don't know, I don't know how that can happen, um, but it, I think mob words hit the nail on the head. Like the, something like that has to happen otherwise, you don't want everyone to like resent or like belittle Twitch and like hate like just hate it but use it, you know, uh kind of thing where everyone's just like it's constant ne negativity. Yeah. I want my final words to be super cliché uh which are like yes, like change can happen with Twitch, but the change has to happen at the streamer level. Like ultimately we can't rely on Twitch to like police us all the time. Like I've started policing my content. I've started doing a lot better about not necessarily like I was doing anything wrong in the first place, but it's up to the streamer to be healthier, more, more respectable to their stream, to their community. Uh, and I think that like, it's like Twitch can only go so far, you know, like I can't say, Hey Twitch, can you make sure you go to the just chatting section and kick all the people out that aren't on just chatting? Like it's up to the streamer to label their stuff correctly. It's up to the streamer to not say stupid crap. I didn't say a bad word. Uh, and <laughs> And, and do other things they shouldn't be doing. Like, if the streamers aren't holding themselves accountable, like, can we really expect Twitch to hold them accountable? Like, the streamers need to hold themselves accountable, the community needs to hold the streamers accountable, and Twitch needs to hold everyone else accountable all at the same time. So if the viewers are eating up that, you know, border, borderline TOS breaking, flirting with, the like, the rules, getting in trouble, if the community's eating that crap up, uh, <laughs> then then it's going to keep happening. And I'm so proud of you. Know, if the, if the streamers aren't policing themselves, if the community isn't policing the streamers, then Twitch isn't going to do any of it. Well, like, and this community of streamers, right? Because that's its own 
um, layer. That's its yeah. own sort of discrete layers, sure. who we are collectively. It's really, yeah. it's a really good reminder too that you know you're you're living your life online, largely speaking. You're being recorded when you do a lot of things that people might remember and have a clip of or some kind of evidence of you doing that for 10 years down the road where you might be trying to get a job in the industry, you might be trying to get a sponsorship in the industry. You don't know how that's negatively going to affect you later, so you might as well start policing yourself now as if you were having a huge number of viewers. And so it's, I think it's just a really good reminder that you do need to police yourselves before you don't really want twitch to be in the position of being the morality police absolutely and burning yeah. bridges before you even cross them is not necessarily a good idea <laughs> yeah i mean i the, the problem is is that you're you guys are preaching to the choir i think it's just like yeah we we are decent human beings well, like us, but i know there's but, a like three or four scumbags in the chat right now. I'm just saying. Look but like, I, uh, maybe I'm <laughs> pessimistic, but I think it's just like, that's a side of Twitch that will not change because they don't really need to change. They're being successful in doing that kind of stuff unless someone else, you know, uh, holds them accountable, which I think is on Twitch. I don't think you're going to have like some, yeah. you're not going to have yeah. like, you know, some of these top just chatting streamers like just have this, like sure. epiphany of their it's, morality. It's definitely optimistic, but it's also cliche. Like I was saying, it's it's extremely cliche. The cynical side of me says, yeah, Twitch better do something about it because it's not like they're going <laughs> to. But the, but the other part of me wants to make the cliche line that says, we're all in this together. We all have to do it together. Like well, we, we do have understand. an obligation there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But we, we can't rely on Twitch to, to go out and police everyone if, if they're not policing themselves. Like we, we all have to do it. Okay, so there were two things that I'm not... I don't remember if they mentioned their products, squads. And oh yeah, I was Twitch interested things. in that. I Twitch think squads super interesting. Listening to Mike the Bar talk about Twitch things is yeah. also super interesting. Um, and the squads being able to do on-platform yeah. uh, multi-streaming stuff—that I'm super uh, interested in squads. It's super freaking cool. They're both uh, in the form of beta, right? I mean, they've both yeah. been used. So, but opening up, do, do we have a timeline? I believe that Twitch Things is not open yet. Yeah, I think that's not in I don't know about squads. Squads is still early from what I understand. Squads, yeah, I think squads is earlier than than Twitch Things. Mm -hmm. uh, did you want to like comment specifically on those? Or? We were talking about the good. I was holding on to my list. Oh, okay. Oh, that was your list. Okay. They're good things. Okay, Yay. that is true. They're, they are good things. <laughs> to our, Twitch, to our good things Twitch does good products, things. Yeah, which is which is for sure. Um, and I don't mean to be just crapping all over Twitch. Twitch has no. so many great employees, so many, so much good that we can say their platform usually works pretty well. Yeah, um, <laughs> yes, sometimes. That means, usually, yeah, kind of. I mean, Twitch chat did die today, but like, yeah. other than that, there was a period of time, there was a period of time where something would break every single day. Do you remember? Was, I mean. For like a, two months straight, something broke every single that was, day. That was before ser like server capacity was any good. So anytime yeah. there was like 100,000 people watching a League of Legends tournament, everyone would be affected negatively. Yeah, now that it's was, like once... That was scary. <laughs> I hated that time. I hated yeah. that time. Yeah. I was, every day was like, no, no League of Legends streams at all today. Can you imagine that happening now, though, with like, you know, Ninja getting those numbers all the, all the heck in time? Yeah. Oh, my every, God. Every day we'd be down. 
like you would go to the stream like server list and all of them would be red and yellow it's like oh god no nobody nobody ever talks about it when things are running right they only bring it up when things are running right. so i just want to pat twitch and say it's like once a week now it's not like every day so it's yeah. Much better. Notice when your back is sore, you have no, you never pay attention to it all the whole time that it's working perfectly. Yeah. You're not like, oh man, my back's great today. No, it's only like, oh, this being <laughs> embodied is the worst. It's the same yeah. kind of thing. For sure. Oh, um, but yeah, we are out of time, guys. So we are going to wrap up here. Let's when do some shout outs. Oh, I was fixing. Say... <laughs> <I was laughs> like, it's not even questions. Wow. We, we, I think we, we did go covered there. a lot of good stuff here. Um, yeah. But Spoon, starting with you, where can we find you and what are you all about? What are you playing? Uh, I am Spoon, I am Spoon, I am Spoon. I mean, you can see it on the screen, but I, I am Spoon with that's zeros. That's with zeros, right? Yeah, that's with zeros. I am Spoon on everything. I've got Twitter and Instagram and Twitch. I do not even hardly post on Instagram and I have have toned down on the rants on Twitter. I save it for, you, you know, have. I I have. I used to rant so all the time. The last rant I did was a positive one. It actually actually was really good to talk about. So I was happy about that. Yeah, um, it's been fantastic. It's been yeah. really interesting and fantastic. Yeah, but uh, but I used to complain and rant all the time, especially <laughs> when it came about uh, when it was related to Twitch. And but now now I kind of keep that to my Discord. I like tell people in my Discord, I'm like, can you believe this? But that I don't do it publicly. Publicly, that's why it's fine um otherwise uh playing a lot of atlas lately uh speaking of negativity i know there's a lot around that game but i'm doing it in a, like a role-playing server that has like custom settings so it's fun uh but i'm gonna start my divinity original sin 2 playthrough uh i played like 100 hours in that game off stream and i never beat the game because it's such an it's such a girthy rpg sounds uh, right and so i'm like i really need to get into these story playthroughs so 2019 is going to be kicked off with that because it's the best rpg of all time in my opinion so <laughs> gonna be starting that pretty soon depending on how hooked i am because atlas is one of the games where you wake up and you like i have work to do today i have to go yeah. get the resources it's like it's like og world of warcraft it's like yeah. i have to get on and do this or i'm gonna be at a disadvantage so i'm still stuck in that like tunnel vision with that game right now even though it's terrible and broken beyond belief i'm having a good time but we'll see how long that lasts awesome bob so i'll stream so you'll have to catch my spicy takes on twitter uh at mobboard tv or if you want a slightly toned down version at streamer news but <laughs> I, I i can't speak my mind as freely there so uh, that's basically where you can find me to interact with me. Also, I have news about this year's uh, view boat. Um, so as you guys know, we, we've had two successful cruises. The announcement, the announcement is that we're not going on a cruise this year. We're going to a Mexican resort, all inclusive. Stay tuned for news about that. Ooh, oh, that is exciting. Where can we find information about that? That will be at Viewboat, uh, viewboat.tv, also viewboat. Uh, <laughs> I, I almost just wrote viewbot. Viewcasa? Not, not <laughs> Twitter.com. I think we're going, we're going to viewcation, but I, I kind of like where yours is going. <laughs> oh, sweet heavens. Oh, dang. There we go. Also, I, I do make salsa, but I probably I don't have enough. I was hoping yeah. you reference that because I, I said something about your salsa earlier because it's. If we go on Viewboat, can we get it? Oh, I, I I had, I had a salsa buffet at the last Viewboat. 
this is completely this is completely unrelated and i hate to i won't go too in depth did avery tell you about me attempting to make your salsa she did she said it was a little bit spicy for it wasn't her. no it wasn't just spicy it was a disaster <laughs> because because you sent me the you sent yeah. me the, the a, a, a kind of recipe but you sent it to me as if you were making like a tub of it like you sent the quantity so i had to try uh, and figure out the quantities and 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 uh, estimate them. but i'm from arkansas i have an arkansas education so i'm not really good at <laughs> like any of that so so i was like hey, yeah that's about okay and then i chopped this up and did it, you it, taste it, it along the way or you just i tasted it like two or three times and i dumped it out uh, and oh. I never tried it again. You tried it was, so hard. I did. I was like, Avery loves salsa. And this Bob Lord salsa yeah. was so good to me. I loved it. Let's make it. It was, it was bad. It was real bad. So I just, I just do slow cooker recipes and that's it. Yeah, I just, that's nice. That's yeah. all I do anymore. I'm in contact with a company in Arizona who who's interested potentially in partnership to commercially make the salsa. Oh, really? That would be fantastic. What? Like this may be early, too early. What would you call it if you had like if you if you did brand your salsa? He what can't. Would you call it? He can't do that. It's just gonna be Mob Lord Salsa. I think. I think. I was. I wanted like a cool name. I was thinking of something like, you know, like Troll Tears. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, Troll I'm trying to think of something blood. Really cool. Troll. You've got like real like edgy, you know name. You know. Think, think, of, like, think, think of like a radio DJ and then call your salsa that. It'd be really cool. I've always just called it Mob Lord Salsa. So call it Tempest or something like that. If you're really Tempest. Tempest. It sounds like <laughs> like some sort of men's cologne. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. All right. Just well, thank you. Thank you, everybody. This is a great topic. I, I don't think we hardly scratched the surface, though. No. I know. Oh, no. I we know. Could, we could talk for hours and hours. We were almost doing it before the, the, the podcast. We will definitely by. be revisiting this for sure. <laughs> oh, and as, uh, as we progress through the year. For those of you who want to see the behind the scenes bits from our conversations before this the show and after the show, we do have a Patreon for Streamer Square. That includes everything from a $1 set and forget it. Uh, all the way to, or and through, just for the sake of entertainment stuff, at like five bucks, all the way down to um, qualitative assessment coaching, one-on-one -on -one group stuff, uh, as well as Q&A stuff in there. There's something for everybody, whether or not you even want to get, uh, to take a, a next kind of a step with, uh, with upgrading your streamer stuff. Yep. Yeah, if you guys like what we do here, uh, we have some big plans this year. And money helps to make those plans happen. So definitely check out the Patreon and get some really cool required. stuff. We were into the, may require <laughs> that. It helps a lot. <laughs> you make money? Karate! I thought you were paid in, in, in exposure. The cooties exposure. capitalism. The exposure I thought you guys bucks. were paid in exposure. And That's in how I pay my mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> Influencer bucks. It's my favorite type of monopoly money. Influencer bucks. <laughs> Hunter, where can we find you? Uh, right here every Monday at 2 p.m. alongside my wonderful, beautiful, intelligent co-host, Loco. Oh. Loco. It sounded like you were describing me. I'm sorry. Um, as a, uh, uh, a fresh co-owner of Streamer Square alongside Loco myself uh, and HB Fox. Uh, also on twitch.tv slash The Hunter Wild. And that one's just pretty straightforward. Taking another very fantastically relaxing week getting my ass kicked repeatedly in Neo, I believe. 
Uh, also adding in some new elements to the stream this week, which is really exciting. Uh, got Ooh. Anthem coming up as well. Going to be doing the early access, two versions of the early access stuff for Anthem. And Division 2. Division 2 in February, absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at the Hunter Wild TV. It's got a TV at the end. Remember that one. Loco, what about you? I am twitch.tv slash L-O-W-C-O Loco, uh, twitter.com slash Loco255. I think we have like a link in here for me and Hunter. Um, I can't type today. We, what am I playing? I'm playing through Kingdom Hearts. I'm doing a full Kingdom Hearts playthrough. Uh, loving yes. it. I love it. I love the Disney. I, I literally am a kid playing that game uh, that sometimes baby rages. But it's uh, <laughs> overall, it's amazing. I love it. Um, but yeah, if you guys enjoy this content, you know, we do shows here every single Monday with the stream scene. Tomorrow, I will be here with the stream doctor. If you guys want help uh, with your stream, I... We'll literally look at your stream and give you advice. It's pretty awesome. We talk about, we answer questions. We talk about Twitch. We talk about streaming. And uh, I will fantastic. look over your stream. That is tomorrow here at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and other than that, you can join our Discord. You can find us at StreamSquare yes. everywhere. We've got a website, all that Please good stuff. So check us out on the interwebs. And uh, also someone asked, is anyone going to PAX out? No. I canceled, I canceled mine. Honestly, PAX South has had this issue where all the AAA companies and Twitch have backed out of producing things for it. We're having a big presence there. So there's, there's yeah. still good to be had there, but it's more like indie games, if that's what you're into. Yeah. Yeah. So we won't be there. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for us, guys. Have a great rest of your Monday. Thank you guys for tuning into the stream scene. We'll be here next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye.